What's up? What's happening? What's going on? Welcome to the Ground Up Faith Podcast. This is the show where we get to know the peculiar people, places, and practices of Christianity. And you are listening to the first ever show uh, of this podcast. That was a little cheesy, wasn't it? That kind of felt cheesy. I just, uh, I have these effects and I feel like I just want to mess with them. So, uh, sorry about that. I promise I'm not going to do any more cheesiness like that uh, for the rest of the show. But anyways, uh, welcome to the show and let's go ahead and roll that intro. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here with us. As I said, this is my uh, first go-round on giving this uh, podcasting thing a try. I've been uh, posting sermons for a little while now, but this is um, the first uh, actual proper show here. And um, I am going to be starting off with a doozy of one today. One of the things they always say that you should never do is you should never uh, talk about religion and politics uh, in polite company. And uh, I'm a pastor person, which means that uh, I I talk about politics, uh, excuse me, I talk about religion uh, professionally, so I often try to stay out of politics, but uh, I'm going to start off with a doozy, and I'm actually going to uh, bring politics into it just a little bit, which I know probably makes all kinds of people nervous, and probably not the smartest move uh, ever if you're trying this uh, new uh, venture of podcasting out, but what the heck, let's give it a shot um, anyways. Um, but before I kind of get into that, I uh, just want to um, to say, hope you're having a great day today. Uh, it is beautiful on the day that I am recording this. I'm recording this uh, in my office in downtown Mount Holly, North Carolina, and it's a late February day, and it is 70 degrees outside. I was just walking around uh, outside, and people are uh, sitting outside on uh, patios and things like that in uh, this beautiful downtown community we have here. Uh, They're in, like, short sleeves and uh, shorts and flip-flops, and everyone's enjoying the nice weather, and I just came from one of my favorite places, uh, Catawba Coffee Company. This is not an ad. I know in a lot of podcasts you have ads. We don't have ads here because, uh, you know, I don't have a huge audience or anything like that right now. But uh, I just walked down there and got uh, one of my favorite drinks ever. Um, it's called a Bad Wolf. Um, and uh, if you're looking for good uh, good coffee drinks, I do highly recommend that you go down to Catawba Coffee Company and say hi to Irene. Uh, she's the uh, owner and uh, operator down there. Just a great place, and if you happen to know Irene, tell her she got a shout-out on the very first uh, ever episode of the Ground Up Faith podcast. But anyways, as I uh, gave you a little teaser there, we're going to be pulling a little bit of politics uh, into our religious conversation today. Um, And really, this is kind of an inspiration piece, uh, really, because, you know, being that I'm running a podcast now, I also happen to like to listen to podcasts. And uh, one that I listen to, like a lot of other people that like podcasts, is the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, If you're you're familiar with that, it's a pretty great podcast. He brings on a variety of uh, guests, and they talk about a variety of topics. Uh, Joe Rogan was actually the guy who was on a uh, Fear Factor, if you remember that show, and even rewinding back a little bit further, um, was it uh, Talk Radio, I believe, with uh, Phil Hartman. Uh, he was on that show um, as well before that. But um, an episode I was catching up on, because I'm always behind, I'm never uh, quite up to date on uh, all the newest episodes of a podcast, but uh, Joe Rogan had uh, Andrew Yang on. If you remember Andrew Yang, he was a uh, 
running for uh, president in the Democratic primary, so that kind of dates exactly how old this uh, <laughs> this particular podcast is. It's it's from uh, well over a year ago. Uh, he's currently now running for uh, mayor of New York City, I believe. Um, but he was the Joe Rogan's guest, and uh, one of the big things he was talking about um, was something called UBI, uh, Universal Basic Income. That was one of um, one of Andrew Yang's big. Uh, big uh, sort of platform pieces, uh, if you will. And I didn't know much about it other than the fact that I had, uh, I, I uh, just heard the, the term bandied about. Um, actually, I think Andrew Yang refers to it as the freedom dividend. That's his fancy term for it. But basically, it's all universal basic income, uh, which is the idea that uh, every month, um, uh, citizens uh, 18 and older, at least under his plan, uh, get a certain amount of money. I think he was proposing $1,000 uh, a month, um, which, you know, hey, look, if somebody wants to give me 1000 bucks a month, uh, that sounds pretty cool to me. Um, now, I know some of y'all are probably getting kind of antsy here because I'm, you know, again, I'm talking politics and, um, you know, you you start talking about giving people money for free, people get angry and things like that, and who's going to pay for it, where's it going to come from, and making people lazy, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's not really the point of why I'm talking about this, although um, if it does kind of take you off a little bit, I would just encourage you to take a look into it a little bit. It is an interesting idea. I don't know exactly how I feel about it yet. Um, it certainly is interesting, um, but chances are if you've uh, only seen a headline or uh, maybe a three-minute uh, opinion piece slot on, um, you know, insert your favorite um, your, your, your favorite, uh, you know, uh, cable news program or, uh, or website or something like that. Uh, you probably, uh, haven't gotten the full, um, the, the full picture of it. So before you get really angry, uh, maybe just look into it a little bit. Like I said, I don't fully know how I feel about it yet, but it seems interesting and there are some merits to it. Um, and Andrew Yang, uh, also, if you just want to check him out, he's a very interesting, um, a very interesting person, a good presenter, uh, raises up a lot of interesting points to talk about. And particularly in his background, his background is that of an entrepreneur. So um, when he talks about uh, the freedom dividend or universal basic income, he talks about it from a variety of perspectives and things that he believes will uh, be a benefit to uh, help, um, help improve uh, the lives of Americans and our country uh, across the board. But he particularly brings the perspective of being a, um, an entrepreneur into it. And his basic idea is that um, if we invest into people, um, then people will invest into their communities and, by a wider extension, America, um, which is an interesting idea. I mean, I don't think he suggests that, um, that you know, everybody's going to become an entrepreneur, everybody's going to use that to uh, invest in their communities, but he said certainly a significant number of people, uh, if you invest in them, will turn around and invest in others. And that's really kind of the inspiration piece for me. That's, that's kind of the idea that's got me, um, that's got me interested um, and, and kind of got me thinking about this. Uh, kind of first ever episode uh, of the podcast here. If you think about uh, about this idea of um, of investing in people to then um, for the payoff to be them to invest in community, that's really neat, and that strikes me as. Um, as at our best, uh, the the ideal um, of what kind of Christians are are um, striving for uh, in our communities that we invest uh, in the lives of one another, and that in turn um, we uh, turn around and invest into a community. Um, so it's it's kind of got me thinking about this phrase here, um, missional entrepreneurs, which I think is kind of a cool little idea, being missional entrepreneurs. 
And um, maybe some of this isn't, you know, inherently unique uh, to Christianity uh, or, or even a, a new idea. It's probably an idea we've been doing before. But I do think a lot of times we actually just... Just, just really miss the, uh, the miss the point uh, of what it is that we're doing um, in, uh, in 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 Christianity. Uh, sometimes we we um, instead of investing into uh, people, uh, we uh, invest into um, programs or we invest into uh, the the institution of of kind of keeping the the institution of the church going, and the whole investing into people thing that winds up kind of falling by the wayside. Um, so I think that that's kind of what's got me um, interested in, in thinking through all of this and, and by no means expect that I've got all the answers. I really don't have all the answers on this. It's more just kind of a curiosity. But it does strike me that, that oftentimes um, we just kind of get things uh, backwards in Christianity a lot of times. One of the things that we do is we, we, we sit down and we try to come up with ideas for um, you know how we can um, – you know, benefit our communities, how we can, um, you know, transform the church, how we can do all of these good things. And, and I, I've seen it before because I've been doing this as a pastor for a while now, that what we do is we kind of talk and think things to death. Um, we feel like we've got to, to, to we want to come up with an idea and we want to, to ultimately come out with this fully formed um, program, basically, this program that institutes, that, 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 that benefits the institution uh, of the church. And so what happens is we wind up sort of overthinking it. And sometimes uh, as a default, we wind up talking ourselves um, out of um, out of what we were going to do in the first place because we go, oh, well, it's not really reasonable to do this. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Uh, we might fail. We might make somebody mad. So let's just not do it uh, altogether. So, so again, we end up just talking ourselves out of it rather than, um, than saying maybe we're getting it wrong. Maybe we're investing too much uh, in the institution and into um, – and into programs, and maybe instead we need to um, to invest into the lives of people. Um, just simply um, spending time with them, um, pouring some attention and some energy um, in into them. And and when I when I reflect on my life, when things have gone really well, um, when I've had good experiences, oftentimes um, connected with that. Uh, is the reality that I've got people who are actually investing um, time um, into me um, and, and investing uh, an interest into what's going on with me. Uh, a good uh, kind of quick little example um, is like uh, what we do in, uh, in Lutheran Christian churches. If you're not familiar with those, we have something called confirmation, which is usually something we do with middle schoolers where we teach them a whole bunch of stuff about what it means to be um, a, a Lutheran Christian, and, and they sort of um, take on a responsibility for their faith. It's really good and important. I remember doing that um, as a middle schooler. But the, the thing is, if you ask me about my confirmation and you said, said to me, Jonathan, what was it you learned in confirmation? <laughs> you know, I really can't tell you um, anything. Uh, I, I, I mean, I sort of know some of the things I learned about the Bible. I learned about Christian history. I learned about the small catechism and, you know, being Lutheran. But if you, if you got into the details beyond those big picture things, really couldn't tell you very much. But I can tell you um, 
all of my confirmation teachers. I can tell you about uh, Pastor Howell and uh, Pastor Moody, uh, who both invested time in us, and um, about um, Mr. Um, Mr. Conrad Derrick and uh, and C.B. Uh, Perkins, who is my aunt, um, and uh, Kathy Pate and Carol Sanderson. Uh, all of their names <laughs> I can still remember, um, and I can... Um, and 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 I recognize that uh, that the, that they invested time into me. Um, they invested uh, interest uh, into me, and that made a difference. Now, if they listen to this, they're probably going to think, "Oh gosh, I was a, a terrible teacher." Because here he is on on a podcast talking about us doing this stuff, and um, and and he can't remember anything we taught that, that we taught him. Um, but uh, my my point is to say that I remember the investment in the relationship. Um, that's what really stood out for me. Um, and in fact, I even remember um, the, the, the kids uh, I, I went through confirmation with. Uh, Rebecca Derrick, uh, her dad was one of the teachers, and uh, um, uh, Aaron Breeding, um, and then uh, Eric. I do actually forget Eric's last name, but uh, Eric was another one of the students. It was a small um, confirmation class we had. So I remember the relationships. The relationships are what stand out to me. Uh, the program stuff um, is not the stuff that stands out to me. Um, uh, so, so I would say confirmation was incredibly beneficial to me because the relationships, uh, people invested uh, time and energy and interest uh, into me, and that uh, wound up making an impact that made a difference um, for me. So it's got me thinking about this idea of um, universal basic income, sort of uh, missional entrepreneurs, and how it is that we um, th- th- that we reflect on being church. Because again, so often we want to pay all of our attention to these programs. We want to get the right program in place, and we want to get the right um, you know building and the, the all, all this right stuff. And we want to think through it all. But, but so often when we do that, we complicate the matter all the more and we wind up talking ourselves out of it rather than just, um, than just uh, doing our whole focus of investing in relationship with people. Um, there's an interesting church I came across years ago. Um, it's actually a hybrid Lutheran and um, charismatic church called the Robin Wood Church. Uh, it's out in California. Um, and um, one of their defining principles about who they are is they say that they um, are a, uh, a tent church, not a temple church. And where that idea kind of comes from is the, 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 um, the Hebrew scriptures when you've got, um, you, you've, you've got the, the Israelites and they're wandering in the wilderness and they've got this, uh, this tabernacle, this tent uh, that's the representation of God um, with them. And so wherever they go, they can take this uh, this this tabernacle, this tent uh, with them. But when they get in the promised land, they, they start wanting to be like everybody else, and they wind up building a, a temple. So um, God kind of becomes stationary, and they have to then invest all of this time and energy in maintaining this institution uh, rather than in maintaining um, uh, 
the relationships with one another. And, um, and so this particular church, Robinwood Church, um, uh, they call themselves a tent church, not a tabernacle, not a temple church, um, because as they, what they mean by that is they have absolutely no interest whatsoever in having their own building. Um, instead, they partner with other churches and organizations to um, borrow or, uh, or pay uh, for space uh, as it's beneficial to them. And when it doesn't serve their purposes anymore, they move on to a different location. Um, so so they, they have no building. Um, they don't really have this huge budget. Uh, I think the pastor actually does uh, another job altogether. So they have very, very, very low overhead. They don't have to spend a lot of time maintaining the institution um, of the church and all the, these programs and things. Instead, what they can do is they can invest in people. And that's one of the things that they say they, that really matters to them is they want to invest um, in people and in relationships. So I, it, it's got me just thinking about how we can do this uh, better because you know we're we're in the midst of this pandemic. Um, we've we've been doing this for about a year now, um, and I think everybody kind of panics and they want to, you know, I, I get the question all the time: Is the church going to survive? And I don't think that just means Good Shepherd where I serve. I think that means big picture: um, Is the church going to survive? And I think sometimes we kind of conflate that and we we get to thinking that we're talking about the you know is the building going to still be there? Are the programs going to be there? Are we still going to have a staff? and all that kind of stuff, or are we going to maintain all of our programs? And, and I wonder, uh, in the midst of all of this, if, if God is inviting us to go deeper, um, to, to see things um, in, in a different way, um, to, to, to recognize that what we are, are called to do is to be a people of relationships and maybe even wonder sometimes if the, the, the stuff, the, the, the places and the, uh, the, the buildings and the programs and all of this stuff, if all of these things just simply get in the way, um, if they distract too much from the very simple task of maintaining uh, relationships, of building relationships, of investing into people. And then to think about, um, about what it would look like if we um, invested time and energy into people and everybody that we invested time and energy into became um, missional entrepreneurs. And, and again, so w- what I kind of mean by that is um, is they're not spending all their time necessarily, you know, filling out committee roles and doing all these things at churches, but rather they're they're using their 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 God time, their their time for uh, for service, to truly live out their mission uh, in the world. Uh, maybe that for them is Meals on Wheels, or, or maybe that's like a highway cleanup project. Or uh, maybe that's uh, mentoring at a school or uh, working with, uh, with scouts or being a, a coach or uh, going and sitting with people in a nursing home uh, when we can do that again, uh, you know, or whatever that is. But, um, but, but rather than having this like limited amount of ministries and programs that we can do at churches to say, how can we invest in you and then send you out uh, wherever it is that you are, to do whatever it is uh, that you feel called to do. And so that's kind of where I want to pivot here a little bit, and I want you to just think for a moment about um, what is it you would love to do? Uh, what is it that you feel um, called to do? Um, and and what would it look like for somebody to actually invest um, time and energy into you uh, for you to be able to to actually do that, um, uh, 
I mean, for, for me, one of these things, and maybe I'm doing it really poorly right now, uh, but, but for me, one of these things that I kind of have wanted to do for a while is this podcast, uh, just a way to reach out and connect with people um, whenever they have the ability to, because I, I've been doing, again, like I said, I've been doing this pastor thing for a while, and um, I've, I've planned lots of, of Bible studies and lots of formation opportunities, and whenever I do those things, uh, I have people that come, but it's, it's usually a few, because um, other people um, are, are busy. Maybe they're, they're working at that time or it's, uh, it's evening and they've, they've had a long day of work and the last thing they want to do is go out and be around people or they've got responsibilities with kids or they've got things going on. And, and so I've been wrestling with this in my head and, and it's all of a sudden occurred to me. I was like, well, there's this great medium called podcasting um, where I can basically do for, formation stuff uh, and I can kind of record these things when it's convenient for me, and I can pop it out there, uh, and then people can access it when um, when they want to, um, when when it's convenient for them. Maybe they have a lot of windshield time, or they have time in an office, or or when they work out. I mean, that's that that's a terrifying thought, isn't it? That, that you would work out to the sound of my voice. I mean, my goodness, that would just be uh, absolutely terrifying, wouldn't it? Take a little sip of my uh, bad wolf here, but. So, so th- this is one of these things that I've um, th- that I've kind of been been thinking about, and actually, luckily, I talked with um, a ministry coach I have and some um, some other colleagues, and uh, actually, some people um, kind of invested time and energy into talking with me about this, and actually, uh, financially invested some money um, uh, into me to be able to uh, to get the equipment to do this sort of thing. And so here I am. I mean, it's, it's, it's a living manifestation of kind of what I'm talking about here a little bit is um, people invested time and energy into me, um, and now I'm, I'm trying to be this missional entrepreneur um, and, and do this new thing uh, to hopefully be able to turn around and actually invest in you, and then maybe you can, um, can uh, go out and be a missional entrepreneur yourself and invest uh, in, in others as well. Um, and, and I'll tell you the, the thing about this, that's, that's really challenging. And this is what we kind of get, get in trouble with. Um, why we sometimes like to institutionalize things so much because we can talk things to death and we can talk ourselves out of things and we can pat ourselves on the back for being so prudent for making good, a good decision. Um, cause the idea of being a missional entrepreneur, as I, I imagine being an actual entrepreneur is it's terrifying. Um, it's absolutely terrifying. I mean, the reality is I might be really bad at this. I had to just finally sit down and, um, turn the microphone on and actually record this thing. Um, and I don't know, maybe this thing is terrible. Um, it, it may very well be terrible and there may only be three of you that listen to this thing, but, uh, I'm going to keep plugging away at it and see what, um, see what kind of comes out of it. But, um, but it's absolutely terrifying to try something new, to stretch ourselves, to take that thing that's that dream that we've always had and, um, and make it a reality. Um, and, and, a, a person I kind of follow on Instagram, um, called, uh, save my sense, um, she has a thing. She says, uh, do it scared. Uh, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is you want to try, whatever dream it is that you've got, um, stop making excuses. Uh, stop putting it off and just actually jump out there and say, today's the day I'm going to do it. Uh, and I'm going to do it scared. Uh, and as I do it scared, I'll, I'll learn and I'll grow. So I'm going to kind of think wrap it up here because um, this is, again, just kind of my my first uh, dive, um, my first dive into this. But um, but I want you to just think about this idea, uh, again, that just kind of inspired me uh, listening to Andrew Yang talk about uh, universal basic income as being a means of investing in people uh, so that they can then invest in their community is um, I I want you just to to think about um, about 
the ways in which you've been invested in um, and, and how we can maybe invest in one another better. Um, and uh, what's your idea? What's your thing? What's your dream? What's your passion that you've been wanting to do um, that might be a way that God's calling you to serve? And, uh, and how can you, uh, how can you uh, just do it scared? Uh, and what does it look like for someone to invest in you? If you want to reach out to me, if you happen to know me in, uh, in, in real life, uh, I'd love to chat with you about whatever that is. Um, and, and if not, I hope that you have somebody that you can chat with a little bit about what it might look like uh, for you to, um, to step out there and to, uh, to, to, to do that missional entrepreneurial thing. Uh, I may have mispronounced that terribly. Uh, that God is calling you to do. So anyways, I'm going to just kind of wrap up my thoughts there. Um, I've got a lot of ideas for what this show can be. Uh, I want to have um, guests on and uh, and kind of interview them, talk to them about the cool things that they're doing. Uh, I want to share with you uh, Bible stories and keep sharing with you sermons and a bunch of other stuff. So I hope you're willing to take this journey with me because um, this is kind of my thing uh, that I've been dreaming of for a while. Uh, and I'm a little bit scared, but people have invested time and energy into me. And uh, and so I'm going to do it scared and grow into it. Uh, and um, I, I hope this is going to be a really cool thing. So anyways, uh, that's where I'm going to wrap up for today. Uh, thanks uh, for listening in. And I hope that you bear with me. And uh, let's keep this thing going. So anyways, I'm going to uh, see you. Uh, I guess I won't see you, but uh, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks.